Welcome to Brit David Podcast. As we continue our walk through the book of Luke, as Pastor Tim shares a message from Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 26, entitled, The Discipleship Decision. You don't have to follow Jesus, but you can. Anyone can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. What you should know up front is that that decision to follow Jesus comes at a price. That's the very thing that Jesus shares with his disciples in our passage today. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. Thank you very much. You can have a seat. Sure, I'm glad that you're here. What a special day this has certainly been. As you take your Bible today, I want to invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter number 9. Luke chapter number 9. passage that I want to speak to you about today is important. It's important. It's important for every person in this room. It's important for every person that's watching. As they begin, as you begin, to think about how this fits into your life, into your context. But I want to say this to you, especially to Bethany and to Adam and to Cole. I want you to take special note today. You know, first of all, we didn't coordinate anything, but Sage couldn't have been more spot on. Man, that message, that challenge that he gave was incredible. And it was exactly what you need to hear, and it's exactly what you're about to hear. They fall right in line one with another. I don't know if I, I certainly can't quote what he said, but he said something to the effect of, you have a choice to make. You have a choice to make concerning the life that you're going to live if you're going to follow Christ or not. Because the truth of the matter is, is that you don't have to. You don't have to follow Christ. You don't have to live for Him. You don't have to do any of the things that He would ask of you or require of you. But you will suffer great loss. And there's so much more to gain by following Him. To be a disciple is simply to be a follower, to be a learner. It means that I have yielded my life and my soul to Christ, and I give Him everything. Just like we just sang, I give Him absolutely everything in my life, and I want to see what He wants to do with it. And whatever He wants to do, whatever He chooses to do, is better than anything that I could come up with. And it's always going to be for my best. And it's always going to be for His glory. That is true for every person here. You have a decision to make concerning discipleship. But I do want you to know this. That discipleship comes at a cost. There is a price that needs to be paid. And because of that, someone then will ask the question, is it worth it? Is it really worth it to follow Christ? Is it worth it to pay the price that He requires simply to follow Him? Hear me clearly today. Yes! Yes! It is absolutely worth it. As we begin to look in this passage today, that's what Jesus is talking to His disciples about. 
What does it cost to follow Jesus? What is the cost of discipleship? If you have a discipleship decision to make, what do you really need to know? I want to tell you about six specific things about that. And I've already started. Number one, discipleship is a specific decision. Discipleship is a specific decision. It is a decision that you have to make. That you have to make. I mean, I want to make it for you. I mean, I already know what the answer is. I already know that it's worth it. I already know that, yes, you should give your all to Jesus. Yes, it is worth it. But I can't make that decision for you. Your mama can't make it for you. Your children can't make it for you. Your friends can't make it for you. The person sitting next to you can't make it for you. You have to make the decision concerning discipleship for yourself. Look with me in verse number 23. And I want you to notice how it begins. Then Jesus said to them all. He said to them all. That means that there's not one person who cannot choose to follow Jesus. If you want to follow Jesus, you can follow Jesus. You don't need anybody else's permission. You don't need anybody else to push you in that direction. You don't need anybody, obviously, to make that decision for you. He said it to them all. This is a specific decision for you. It is personal. Notice as Jesus begins to speak. Then Jesus said to them all, If anyone, if anyone, He didn't say if all y'all, and He would have his from Georgia, <laughs> if all y'all, He said if anyone, anyone, this decision is specific because it is personal. It is directly related to you. What are you going to decide concerning discipleship? Are you going to follow Jesus? Are you going to learn from Him? This decision is specific because it is personal for you. This decision is specific because it is a direct specific kind of decision. Notice what Jesus said. If anyone desires to come after me, that's the decision. Am I going to come after Christ? Am I going to follow him? Listen, a disciple is a follower. A disciple is a learner. A person who has given their life to Jesus and they follow after Him. They mirror Him. Mimic Him. They, they identify themselves with Him and they are identified as such. But it means coming after Him. That's what you're talking about. Before this message is over today, I'm going to ask you to make a decision that will change your entire life. Some of you for the very first time to say, I choose today to follow Jesus. For some of you to be able to say, I am a follower of Jesus, but I'm not following very close. I choose today to give my life 100% to Him. 
And to know that when, the, when we sing, whosoever surely meaneth me, that he meaneth me, and I can follow him. So you need to know concerning discipleship that first of all, it is a specific decision. Number two, I want you to know that it is a spiritual decision. He said, if anyone desires to come after me. If you're reading from King James today, it simply says, if anyone will come after me. We're calling this a decision today because it is an act of your will. If anyone will come after me. What is it that you really want out of your Christian life? Is it just to go to heaven when you die? Is it just to have something to do at 10.30 on Sunday mornings? What do you want to get out of your walk with Jesus? This is a spiritual decision. It will tell us and everybody and the Lord Himself what the real desire of your heart is. What is the desire of your heart? You say, well, Tim, I know that there's a There's a verse in the book of Psalms and it says, if I will delight myself in the Lord, that He will give me the desires of my heart. You know, there's some folks who take that verse, they'll look at it and they'll make it a selfish verse. They'll say, if I'll just, you know, like like Sage suggested, if I read my Bible every day and begin to study my Bible, you know, I I delight myself in the Lord, then He's going to give me the desires of my heart. Whatever I want. I want a new house. I want a new car. I want a new body. (laughs) I I want fill in the blank, whatever it is. And and he promised that he's going to give it to me. Listen, that's not a selfish verse. Do you not understand how that verse works? The Bible says if you would delight yourself in him, if he would be the delight of your soul, if you would consume yourself, with who He is, and you're spending time with Him. You're not reading your Bible that you might check off a list. You're studying your Bible that your Bible might get into you. And as you begin to develop intimacy with God, what you soon begin to discover is, all of those desires, those selfish things were a part of my life. I want a big house, I want a big job, I want a big car, I want a lot of stuff. Suddenly that stuff begins to dissipate and it is being replaced. I used to want a big house. Now I just want the glory of the Father's house. Man, I used to want a big car. But now I just want to go where He says go. I want to do what He says do. Don't you understand that as you delight yourself in the Lord and you immerse yourself in Him, that He gives you the desires themselves. He gives you the desires of your heart. Then it's not any problem for Him to fulfill those desires, is it? He said, if you ask anything in my name according to my will, I will do it. If I'm delighting myself in the Lord... The desires of my heart are being changed and my desires are now reflective of His desires. He doesn't have any problem fulfilling those desires, does He? 
He is leading me according to His own will. And that's what He wants for every person. The question comes though, what do you want? What do you want? What is the real desire of your heart? In the same way that Jesus does not force His way into your life, He's not going to force you to follow Him. He's not dragging you into discipleship, kicking and screaming. If you want to follow Him, you can follow Him. It will reveal an awful lot to you about who you really are. Discipleship is a specific question. It's for you. It's a, it's a spiritual decision. It's for the deep down you. Thirdly, it is a serious decision. It's a serious decision. I'm not, I'm not going to play games with you today. I'm not going to joke around with you. I'm not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to talk you into something today. You need to know that this is a serious decision. This decision is bigger than buying a house or negotiating a car. This decision is serious and you need to count the cost. It's not going to be too terribly long before we get to Luke chapter number 14. And Jesus is going to say, count the cost. So I began earlier by asking you the question, is it worth it to follow Jesus? <laughs> yes, right? But what does it cost? You see, there are too many people who try to weigh their risk and rewards. What I want to know is, what, what, is it, what does it cost to follow Jesus? What is the price tag? And then I'll decide if it's really worth following Jesus. I'll tell you this, it doesn't matter what the price is, it's worth following Him. But the price tag is here. The price tag is here in the balance of verse number 23. And I want you to see these price tags. Number one, it is a selfless price. It's a selfless price. He says, if anyone desires to come after me, here you go, let him deny himself. To deny yourself doesn't just mean that you deny yourself of luxuries or of time or of money. It's way more difficult than that. It's not about abusing yourself, so to speak, so that you might show that you are some humble, pious person. To deny yourself means to abandon your will, to take your agenda and set it on fire and allow His agenda for your life to be your only agenda. You know, sometimes I'll mention to you, like I did a while ago about King James, you may be reading something different than what I read from. I read from New King James. Some of you may have what's called the Amplified Bible. There are times I really like the Amplified Bible because it helps me to understand in greater detail sometimes what those words really mean and what it is, in this case, that Jesus is trying to say. So what is he saying? Listen to the Amplified Version on that. Let him deny himself, that is, disown himself, forget himself, lose sight of himself and of his own interest, 
refuse himself and give up himself. It's the price. Is it worth the price? Yep. Are you willing to pay the price? Then you have to deny yourself. Secondly, it's not just a selfless price, it's a sacrificial price. He says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. It's a sacrificial price. The cross is an instrument of death. It's a means of execution. So yes, on one hand, it does mean that if I'm identifying myself with Christ, that I'm willing to bear the call of martyrdom. I'm willing to die for my faith if that's what that takes. By the way, when you get to, uh, when you get to Acts chapter 1 and number 8, verse number 8, and Jesus says, all, you know, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Remember that? We think about the witness in the trial sitting in the witness box. We think about somebody going door to door and knocking. You know what the word is? The word is martyr. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And you will be my martyrs in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. There may very well come a day when you're called home through martyrdom. But as we're going to see in just a minute, he says this is something that you're to do every day. <laughs> you only get to do that one once. You know, but to take up your cross is something that you can do daily. Because it's not just the death of my own life that I'm willing to give. It is the death, if I can use my word again, it's the death of my agenda. It's the death of my preferences. It's the death of my own choices. When I begin to understand that I belong to Jesus... And he lives his life through me. So he gets to say what to do. He gets to say what not to do. And it's not my choice to make. Every day, I give him power and authority to make those choices for me. So let me give you kind of a working definition, if you will, of what it means really to take up your cross. First of all, to take up your cross is voluntary. So it's a voluntary decision to do that difficult thing simply because you belong to Jesus and this is an act of obedience that gives Him glory. I don't know if that doesn't really sound like a definition, but that's what it is. It is voluntarily choosing to do that difficult thing just because I belong to Jesus as an act of obedience towards Him that always elevates Him and gives Him glory. That means that in church, sometimes I voluntarily choose to do what the nominating committee asked me to do when I don't feel like I want to do it. 
Sometimes it means showing your kids that church attendance is important by not going to ball games every weekend and bringing them to church. Amen or oh me. It's where we live. It's doing that difficult thing. Just because I belong to Jesus, it is an act of obedience that leads to His glory. Sometimes it means simply being the man or the woman of the house and showing forth a godly example when you so much want to give somebody a piece of your mind. (laughs) You ever notice that those who give away a piece of their mind seldom have enough to go around? It's doing that difficult thing because you belong to Jesus and you want to obey Him and you want to give Him glory. That does mean that there are things that you won't be able to do. There are things that you won't be able to say. There are places that you won't be able to go. But discipleship is a sacrificial price, isn't it? Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim shares a conclusion to the message from Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 26, entitled, The Discipleship Decision. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.